Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Truth point number one says that when Jesus invests power and authority, he never takes it back. However, taking his gifts for granted, failing to maintain dependence on the source of those gifts, can interfere with the free flow of their effectiveness. In other words, effectiveness of the ministry gifts that Jesus gives always rely on our dependent connection with him. Don't miss that point. The gifts that he gives us are always dependent upon him. When we operate in the flesh rather than in the spirit, we, we experience a disconnect between the gift that we have and its intended ministry effectiveness. There's many people in this room who have done some form of ministry. And some of you have experienced success. You have seen God move and you've seen wonderful things happen. But if you've been involved in ministry like I have very long, you've also experienced some times when it was really a hot mess. (laughs) It just was not what you expected. You felt like a failure. It just felt like, oh, this is so terrible. Now, there are many things that maybe can explain that, but one of the things that we often forget to look at is that sometimes our ministries fail because we have started to take for granted the gifts that God has given us. We start to think that because we did it back here, we can still do it over here, and we stop calling on his name. Now, sometimes God is just good to keep on letting it go for his glory. Other times he says, fine. You don't want to depend on me? Let's see what your flesh can do. Well, at this point, we find Jesus making a statement. A statement that I think has been misunderstood and misapplied by many well-meaning Bible teachers, including me. Jesus says to all of this, O faithless and twisted or perverse generation, how long am I to be with you? And bear with you. When you hear Jesus say that, can you, can you hear the exasperation? Can you hear the frustration that he must be feeling? And this is a very strong statement. Take note of the words that he uses. He says, faithless. Faithless. That's an accusation. He, he says, twisted. You not only are you faithless, but you're twisted, you're perverse in the way that your your worldview is is seeing things. And he ends it up by saying, how long must I bear the burden of your faithless, perverse ways? Who is Jesus saying these things to? This is where I think we often get off track. Who is he saying this to? Well, These comments have typically been assigned to the crowd that had been gathered. They are typically thought to have been addressed at the scribes, at the people, maybe the father, perhaps the boy. 
And when it comes to Jesus' message about the kingdom, all of these people were faithless and their worldview was most certainly twisted. But I don't believe Jesus' comments here were leveled at them. They're not the source of the presenting problem. The disciples are. They're the source of the problem that we find in the scene. They were possessors of divine power and authority. And they had this divine power and authority to deal with issues just like these. But what happened? Did, their, did, the, did the power wane? Uh, did the authority fade? Well, as to did the power wane and the authority fade, the answer is yes, not because God withdrew anything, but it's yes in as much as their faith in what Jesus had given them had faded. When we look at the nine as they are trying to do ministry, as Jesus, James, and John are up on the mountain, it is obvious that they're going through the motions. They're relying on themselves rather than on Christ. And so we find here Jesus having to step in to do for this young man what the disciples were fully equipped to do but could not do because they were operating in the flesh rather than in the spirit. That's an important statement, I think. Jesus had to step in to do for this young man what these nine were equipped to do but couldn't do it. Faith. Faith. Faith can be a fragile thing, can't it? I've discovered that you can have faith and at the same time not have faith. (laughs) I've discovered that um, you can teeter between I believe and help my belief in the very same hour. You know, it's a place that I've often found myself. For me to stand up here and say to you that I always have strong faith would be the biggest lie on the face of the earth. I have found myself many times saying, I believe, but help my unbelief. As Jesus approached the young man, the evil spirit saw him coming and decided to put on a show of defiance. Scripture says that the spirit threw the boy to the ground, causing him to roll around uncontrollably, foaming at the mouth. And when Jesus inquired how long this had been going on, the father said, since childhood. And then he just continues to go along sharing more of the sad details that have been going on. And at the end of his little explanation of what has been happening throughout his life, he he looks at Jesus, take note of this, and he says to Jesus, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, have compassion on us, help us. I can understand why he would make such a statement. He's already been to the nine. He begged them and they couldn't do anything. Now here's Jesus, their master, their leader. He's got faith, but he's got lack of faith at the same time. And he asks Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us. Well, Jesus, I find, takes, he takes issue a little bit with this man and his statement. You know, the man is insinuating, if you can, but maybe you can't. But in the case that maybe you could, would you? And Jesus says, 
If you can, what do you mean, if I can? Jesus goes on then to assure him that all things are possible for the one who believes. And then, with very commendable honesty, the man looks at Jesus and he says, I believe. Help my unbelief. Truth point number two communicates to us that you don't have to have perfect faith for Jesus to act on your behalf. You don't have to have perfect faith. In fact, let me just set you free on this one. You don't have to have any faith for God to act on your behalf. You say, what? Oh, do you think your faith holds God's power at bay? God can do whatever he chooses to. He can do for you even when you are completely unbelieving. But he does want faith to grow in us. He does want it to mature in us. But we see that you don't have to have perfect faith for Jesus to act on our behalf. But you can't fake it. We shouldn't fake it. If our our faith is lacking, if we're finding ourselves teetering between I believe and help my unbelief, Let's not fake it and act like we got it. Let's just come to the Lord and say, Lord, I, I, I do believe, but there's this part of me that really doesn't. And I, I need you to come in and bolster my faith. I need you to carry me even in this area of faith. And when this man made this confession, we find Jesus brings deliverance. Just as he had done in times past, he commands the Spirit to come out. This time, though, he does something that I don't recall him doing before, and that is he commands the Spirit, you can't go back. You come out, and you never go back. We find that there's some theatrics, but at the end of the day, what could the Spirit do but obey? His Creator is actually standing there giving him commands He has to obey, and he does. Now, I'm sure that the disciples were very happy for the young man. I'm sure they were very happy for the father. Again, they were impressed and encouraged by Jesus' inexhaustible ability to right any wrong. But I suspect that they were also a little bit, I suspect they were a whole lot embarrassed. They're embarrassed at their inability to accomplish what Jesus had equipped them to do. And so when the crowds dispersed and they were alone with Jesus, they asked why they were unable to cast the demon out. And we find that Jesus doesn't mince words. He doesn't try to save their feelings. He just comes right out with it. The answer to your question is your little faith. Question is, how little faith was their faith because we find Jesus stating that if they had faith equal in size to a grain of mustard seed that nothing would be impossible for them so how small how little could it be on the screen we see a picture of a mustard seed how many of you can see that can you all see it I mean it's up on this big screen but it's so small what is interesting is this is that that little seed, that tree comes from that little seed. That tree comes and when it is fully developed, brings forth thousands and thousands of other little seeds. 
Truth point number three talks about mustard seed faith. And I want you to catch this this morning, that this mustard seed-sized faith that Jesus is talking about, what generates it? I believe it is generated by abiding prayer. You say, what is abiding prayer? Abiding prayer is an attitude where we are constantly seeking to be connected to the Lord and we are showing by our connection and by our continual offering of prayer to Him that we are dependent upon Him. We are. And when we do that, we find that that type of prayer becomes a conduit through which life-transforming faith is given. This morning, I want you to check yourself as I'm checking myself. As you go about your day, do you handle the activities of your day based on your own abilities? I mean, really, you just get up in the morning, drink your coffee, listen to the news, get dressed, drive to work, just go about it, everything that's coming at you. Hey, I, you know, I got a brain and I got muscle and I got whatever and I got this skill and I got that education. And so you just kind of just operate in the power of yourself. Is that the way you go through your day? Or as you go through your day as a follower of Jesus, do you take the issues of the day to him regularly? Do you find the need to do that, or do you believe in your own heart? You can just handle it on your own. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.